Go ahead, Paul. Uh, well, good morning, everyone. Paul, alcoholic. Nice to see everyone. Um, what What are we going to do today? Well, first of all, I, I, I keep attempt. I keep uh, reinforcing the premise, the original premise that's the basis or the platform of the talks. Uh, it doesn't need any agreement or disagreement. It's just an invitation or a possibility. Concerning uh, not the exact nature of the wrong. Yeah, it's actually the next, the exact nature of the wrong, which is the exact nature of the wrongs. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> it's the, the mental state. It's not us, really. We're something like... Uh, I don't know why. Let's not even go there. But the mental state, which we really rely and depend on, we're listening to it all day with its little narrative and its interpretation of us and our life. Uh, this mental state is in the act of being identified with an image that it takes us to be. It appears as a physical body, but it's really a mental image of being the doer, the thinker, the feeler the taster, the loser, the winner, the one who has alcoholism, the one who's in recovery, the one who has an ego, the one who loses the ego, the one who didn't have a spiritual condition and the one who now has a spiritual condition. Uh, this sense of the central character, the self-centeredness, and the whole system is there to reinforce that premise of self-centeredness. And in AA, we, the word self is talked about quite a lot in the big book. And it's not uh, talked about in, the, in, the, in the, the most beautiful of lights. It's mostly like uh, any life run on self will, will hardly be a successful. We have, to get, we have to get out of this. And it doesn't seem like we, there's any human power that's going to do it. We need the help of something other than the system. And we call it the higher power, let's say. So this idea I, uh, I use to look at the inventory because the, the day I really entertained the idea of uh, or the possibility of being free is when I saw what I wasn't, which is self. And uh, it was such a quick secession. But I read this. I read a sentence that I used to use a lot because I used. I had the privilege of leaving of leading fourth step workshops, so we we're always speaking out of how it works, the chapter, and going over the inventory process. And there was a sentence in there on page sixty-four, the idea first of all of being convinced, which is a requirement for the first few steps for sure. <laughs> So the being convinced of what? Well, in the first step is that we're powerless and our lives are unmanageable. And you usually come to believe it's because you've been, or this sense of self has been managing. And then, um, and the second one is you come to believe and hopefully you'll get convinced that something can do for you what you can't do for yourself. So once again, the fourth step is saying, being convinced that self manifested in various ways is what has defeated us. Uh, if we're convinced of that, we're now going to look at its, meaning self's, common manifestations in our life. 
So self is sort of like a foreign uh, pathogen uh, that manifests in our life. In other words, we're the carrier of self, so to speak. And self is disguised as us, so we never entertain the possibility of being free from it. We entertain possibilities of being free as it, or through it, or by it. And that gives it, once again, the primary role in our life. So the parasite becomes the nexus of our life instead of seeing it as a foreign pathogen. So um, being so we're going to look at its common manifestations and then the inventory process yeah, it goes off on resentment is the number one offender and then it's fear and then harm's done to others and we look at our sexual behavior to recognize what motivates us or moves us and hopefully realize that it's not us so that we can be free from it and that we can abandon self over to, the, over to God. We cannot abandon Paul over to it. We'd still be there, yeah? So the idea is to abandon something, it's other than you. <laughs> I abandoned that house because I'm not the house. I abandoned that car because I'm not the car. I abandoned those fucking crazy ideas because I'm not those ideas, so. Um, yeah, so that's the premise. And then we just hold this forum and, and uh, just go over ideas about the way to live, the, the design for living and the uh, way of life that recovery offers us. And to really, you know, we all realize that the drinking and the using are but a symptom, though it's essential for them to stop if you're a real addict and an alcoholic. And then the exact nature of the wrong and the causes and conditions is what we recover from. So we are uh, an expression of recovery is we outgrow fear. Uh, we outgrow resentments. We outgrow a lot of stuff because we're basically living from a different point now. We're living from a point of reliance on a higher power than dependence on self. So, uh, yeah, that's that. And, Let's uh, you know, unleash the horses. So, yeah. Time to anybody have a question, please raise their hand in the participants uh, window. I don't have any questions. <laughs> there is one. Guess who? James Lebowski. Okay. I just wanted to take advantage to say hi and say that was uh, really a great uh I mean, I've been listening to your message for years since prior to the Zoom stuff, and it's so consistent, but that was just a great, um, I used to go to cherry pick the ones that were more AA based sometimes and non-duality, and, and that was such a, just a great way to condense how you take the self. And I've just been thinking really all week since the last uh, meeting I was on where you talked about how you do anything to postpone today you know postpone till tomorrow what you would have to somehow deal with today and i just i could remember so clearly going through that and um and you know and now not you know i mean it's i, I don't even know how to do that today i it doesn't seem like it's even within my capability to figure out how to, i mean there's some things <laughs> to do with the irs maybe <laughs> i'm still working on but 
you know, uh, those are the things I'm accountable for today, not the things I'm responsible for. And that's the really the great takeaway I've gotten recently from your message is the permission to drop the shame of responsibility for what I did versus the yeah. accountability. And that's something I'm just real grateful to you for, Paul. Um, I don't give a shit. Who cares? <laughs> Well, I wanted to say uh, what James was touching upon is when I was young in recovery, I heard a guy share and I really liked this statement. He said, uh, the alcoholic of my type is I'm willing to pay any consequence tomorrow not to feel uncomfortable today. And I recognized that as one of my uh, strategies in life, not my strategies, one of the strategies I was straddled with. And what was revealed to me over the first year or two of AA were the basis and also the, the workings of all these failed strategies stemming from reliance on a failed system. And uh, I mean, they were propound, profoundly uh, off. Every, the, how I dealt with things was not dealing with things. How I... It was just unbelievable. It was amazing. I had lit. I had made it to the point I made it alive because, basically, I, in a sense, the I that I was calling myself was my worst enemy. I mean, I would actually uh, try to run away from the police down a dead end alley and shit, thinking I was going to get away. Shit like this, and uh, or the one that really always sort of was a galvanizing example of how I lived out there was, I remember I had a, a court date, which wasn't the first one. And I was afraid that if I went to that court date, I'd go to jail because that happened quite a lot in the, in the past. And so I was relying on my head and I was anxious and I was trying to avoid as much as I can because it wasn't the date yet. But it was sort of hanging over me, and I, I asked my great counsel inside, well, what should I do? And it told me, well, just don't go to court, yeah? Just well, on October 10th, just swim through October 10th. Don't go ne anywhere near the courtroom or the courthouse, and then you'll succeed. You won't go to jail. And I said, fucking far out, old great one, you know. Once again, you've, you've, uh, gave, <laughs> you've brought me relief. And so that fear of that court date was removed. And then <laughs> I felt like I had successfully navigated the fear of going to jail. So around October 12, I'm driving around my girlfriend's car and the police pull me over because there's a broken taillight. And the police uh, come up to the door, ask me for my information. I feel pretty cool. I didn't do anything. And they sit, at least in my experience, quite a long time in the car, the police car. Always got me very worried. They were like in there for about 15 minutes. I was wondering what was going on. And then they came out. And if you hear this statement in America, you go in the jail, which is, uh, Mr. Hedeman, will you please step out of the car? So I threw an alcoholic tantrum because I hadn't done anything. You know, it was just driving around, mind my own business. And they told me, well, you have a broken taillight. And I said, so yeah, give me a fix-it ticket. He says, no, but you have a bench warrant 
Yeah. And I said, I didn't even know what a bench warrant was. Well, they were going to tell me what a bench warrant was. And a bench warrant is if you miss a court date, if they get you, you go directly to jail. There's no uh, yapping or anything. So I had a bench warrant out for my arrest because I missed the court date. So now I'm in, I'm in jail and I, and I have two more court dates. So my, my, the strategy I followed was not to go to jail. Yeah. It succeeded on October 10th, but on October 12th, I was in jail and now I had two court dates, two more court dates. This is what happened. It was like, it was like fucking, you know, propagating rabbits. Everything, it just made more and more problems. I never saw I was the problem cooking up. And I was wondering, why am I running through this hallway of shit and fan all day? Yeah, because I was the triggering of the shit and the fan. Because of the, what was directing me. Yeah, my, my strategies in life, and I don't even like to use the word my, but it's this language. The strategy I followed with great devotion, were, they didn't work. They didn't work. Yeah. But all the while I fell back on that thing. Well, I'm willing to pay any consequence tomorrow not to feel uncomfortable now. Yeah, but that now was quite short. And then a lot of discomfort and consequences followed. And it was really, I was getting the wrong end of the stick, basically. You know what I mean? <laughs> so, I mean, how are you going to rehabilitate that fucking thing? How? It's in a, it's a deep mental groove. It's, it's like, a, it's like a canyon. It's the habit is so embedded. You're not going to get freaking. How are you going to? And how, as that, are you going to turn that around? It's impossible. Surrender is the key. Yeah, you have to admit that you're fucked and that you are the main proponent of the fucking, really. You've been, it's you, thank God it's not, but at that point, it's you that's really the biggest problem. So, not the court, not the judge, not the police and the girlfriends, because I went through tons of judges and courts, but it was always me in them. I was the only one that was constant in all the court dates, yeah? I had different judges, different charges, but I was this, the one that was in all the court dates. Yeah. So all this stuff became obvious to me once I got sober the first few years. It was amazing. And I was incredibly, just that I had lived through this managing, I was just was mind-boggling, really. I just don't know how I actually even just physically survived it. Yeah. I mean, I have, you know, my body got wrecked by getting run over by a car twice in one night, but I was still alive and somewhat kicking. And yet, uh, I mean, how can you not see? How can you not see it? You've been under its tyranny so for so long. Do you need like an 800-page, you know, dissertation? All you need is a, a couple of examples, and it should it should trigger something in you. You lived under the same parasite I lived under. Or supposedly, maybe it hasn't developed to the extreme condition, but it will, yeah? Maybe you think you're just a heavy user and a couple of Zooms will stop you, maybe. But if you keep drinking, it's gonna cross a line. 
where you're going to be, no human power is going to be of help. It isn't. You crossed the line. The parasites got about 80% of you. Yeah. You're just living as it. Yeah. And you're going to end up where all of us end up in some variation, institution, jails, or death. You know, it's just going to be different. Maybe your institution is a high level one in Beverly Hills and mine is like a sixth and market fucking walk-in. But the fact is they're very, very similar in certain ways. Yeah. So, uh, and you know, I mean, just the obviousness of here's thousands of us at this meeting. There's like maybe seven of us or 30, who cares? But in our community, there's thousands of us and look at how many and every one of them, every one of us is, is chorusing the sense of being special and individual and unique, yet we end up in the three same parking spaces, institution, deals, and death. Isn't that fucking obvious? It's attempting to tell us something, yeah? The thoughts you think are yours are not yours. The direction you think you're following is not your direction, yeah? And, and the will that you're practicing isn't yours, nor God's. Itself has claimed it. Self-will. Self-will doesn't mean your will. It means self-will. Self-will will, will not avail you. It's not going it, to, you're not going to be successful. It's not implying your will. It's implying the root of the problem, self's will. Self has claimed the will that you can express that you can be driven by, that you can be motivated by, that you can be led by. It's claimed it. It's, it's got its bit in your mouth. You're the horse. It's got the reins. It's riding you. Yeah? All the while you have a narrative. It's you, 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 you. It's all baloney. A parasite talks to you as you. And therefore, look at, just go to nature. Check out parasites. Check out some of the shit they do. The parasite, parasites are unbelievable. They need something. They need to, all of them need to, to reproduce. That's the main drive. And I'll tell you, some of them have incredible challenges to reproduce. There's one, Toxo, it's got a long name. The four, this is, can you imagine if you were saddled with this dilemma? Its only drive is to reproduce, and the only place it can reproduce is in a cat's stomach, a cat, yeah? And it's not in a cat's stomach. And it doesn't have, it can't call Uber to get to a cat's stomach. It's in a fucking rat's body. So how the hell is it going to get to where it wants to go? What does it do? It jacks into the rat's little head and dictates and tells the rat where to go. And the rat will come upon four cats in the middle of the day. And the rat has a little package of knife and fork and just rolls over and basically begs the fucking cats to kill it. So then the cat kills it. The fucking toxo gets into the cat's belly and reproduces and the cat shits it out, shits more toxo out. And then those toxos do their number. All the while, if the, if the cat had self-centeredness, it was thinking it did the whole thing. Oh, I love eating rats in the daytime. Oh, I, blah, blah, blah. It would just have a whole fucking story about it. Totally masquerading and camouflaging the fact that you're taking over.
I mean, you don't need any more evidence. You just maybe need a new way of looking at it. Just look at it. Look at it from this view. There's lots of views presented in AA. Bill W. presents this one view on page 64, and it's very, very clear. Being convinced that self, self, not you, being convinced that self manifested in various ways has defeated us. We will now look at its common manifestations, and there's one way of looking at the inventory. Have you ever done an inventory from that point of view? It's in the book, page 64. It gives you the instruction. No, we usually parade like everyone else, my resentments, my fears, my harming other people, when that, that's totally disputed by the co-founder of AA on page 64. It says, being convinced that self manifested in various ways is what has defeated us, yes? How, how is it defeating us? We keep calling its manifestations our manifestations. I can't, how can you? You want to argue 80 steps down the line? Look at that. Do you or do you not, do you or do you not claim manifestations of self in your life as yours? If you do, you're in the bondage of self. It's just that simple. You've just diagnosed it. Yeah. If they're your, if you keep saying resentments are yours, then you're the source or the cause of the resentment. Yeah? Are you the cause of the resentment? No, you're not. Yeah? Something is causing a resentment to be seen where there really isn't anything going on. It's called the bondage of self. Yes? This is what happens. Self, let's, self, has you believing false evidence to the point that they that it appears real the bondage of self leads you to see resentments when there's no resentments to be seen the bondage of self gives life to a resentment that would have passed about five hours after it first was first grew and and has kept it on life support for 50 years 50 years could you imagine you having a resentment for 50 years, I would say the resentment has had you for 50 years. Isn't, is that not slavery? Is that not bondage? How does self defeat us? It doesn't defeat us as self, it defeats us as resentments and fears and harms done to other people and we're no good, and we did these terrible things, I can never forgive myself because I did it, even though I was totally intoxicated, and I had no volition or sense of fucking free will whatsoever. I was driven to do whatever I did. No, 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 after a fact, it's me, 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 I did it, I did it, yeah. Are you free of the guilt and shame that was produced, that is produced by the mental state based on the behavior when you were using and drinking. That's the bondage of self. We're bonded to the past by being the owner of behaviors that were driven through us. So it says in AA, God can do for us what we can't do for ourselves. Well, let's see the preamble of that, which is something did through us that we would never have done by ourselves. 
the first God in our life, alcoholism or self really, did through us what we would have never done by ourselves. Yes? We give all credit to God now, but where is the, where is the pointing out about what we're not before we got sober? We take all the blame for all the shit and we give all credit for all the, the charity and the grace. Fantastic. I think we need to apply it both ways. Yeah. Let's put the blame where it really lies on a fucking parasitical movement. Yeah. I don't know, perhaps there is a better way, yeah? Trusting something infinite rather than the finite self. You know what keeps me wedded to guilt and shame based on the behaviors I exhibited under the influence is faith in finite self. It's the undergirding of all that guilt and shame is faith in finite self. I'm the doer no matter what. No matter, now I'm not, now it's God doing it, but I don't see the previous God that was doing the shit through me, yeah? I call, I claim all that. I'm always giving great gratitude to the higher power so we have the ability to recognize something's doing something through us that we have nothing to do with. Why aren't we applying that same principle to when we were taken over by alcoholism? Oh, it will cause us not to be responsible. Fuck. Yeah. You've been, you've been, you've overly been responsible. If you've done your inventory process, you've been accountable for the fucking behavior. I made all, I made all my amends. Don't give me this thing. I'm trying to skirt responsibility. I wasn't responsible for that behavior. I was accountable for that behavior. And I've been accountable. But I'm not going to let self keep growing guilt and shame in this fucking field called my life. No fucking way. No way. That's slavery. Yeah. It's like I used that example about my dog taking a shit on the neighbor's lawn and the neighbor calling me up and saying, hey, bro, your dog just took a big shit on my lawn. Hey. I'm accountable for that. It's my dog. So I go over there and clean it up. But I don't ruminate and think for 30 years about it because I wasn't responsible. It was the dog that took the shit. Yeah. I cleaned it up. I cleaned it all up. I cleaned the messes up in my life. I made the amends. Yeah. But don't try to say I was responsible for that shit. I'm not buying it. I was accountable for it. I was taken over by something that drove me to do a lot of shit that I would have never done. Never. Never. Yeah. Because I haven't done it before or after. When I was a kid, I wasn't doing it. And since I've been sober for 32 years, I haven't gone back and did it. Yeah. How are you going to be free how are you going to be free for day if you're enslaved to yesterday and tomorrow? How?
How? Tell me. Give me your skillful means. How are you going to be free today when you're enslaved to yesterday and tomorrow? You know, when I was out there, I got a lot of trouble young. So my mother would get older people to come see me, like her brother, Uncle Sam, and other people. And they would sit me down, and they would tell me, I've got to stop doing all this shit. If you want to end up where Uncle Sam was, and this and that. I didn't want anything Uncle Sam had. <laughs> I didn't. Yeah? I don't want to be enslaved to the, to the problem by constantly worrying when it's going to take me over every second. I don't want to live in fear now. I don't. I've outgrown that fear. I've recognized the fucking beast and it's not me. And recovery has let, allowed me to thrive. It's allowed the action figure to thrive, to be free from the tyranny of being driven by that mental state. Yeah. So. Thanks, Paul. Yeah, uh, thank you. Thanks, James, for your question slash uh, reflection on that. Um, the next hand up we have is Mika Wilson. Mika, I'm going to unmute yourself, uh, ask you to unmute yourself, and then you can ask your question. Hi, everybody. Hi, Paul. Hey, Mika. Thanks for being here. I really look forward to this. Um, I just have a quick question. Uh, you mentioned it in your, in your opening thoughts about the inventory, and I was just looking for some clarification. It's... Um, you mentioned that there's the resentment inventory and then the fear inventory and then harm and conduct. And I, when I first went through the steps, thought that it was resentment, fear, and like your sex conduct. And um, I'm wondering if when looking at sex conduct, is harm separate from that? And do we inventory, do we inventory harm when it's not related to sex conduct and not in the way of like, if I need to look at my ex, like how my conduct affected my ex partner's previous girlfriend or something, but like someone that I've harmed that is separate from sex conduct. Is that a part of the inventory? Yes. Well, it's, it's a part of the, uh, going to be a part of the eighth step list and the ninth step. Oh, okay. So sometimes so will say you go back to your inventory to get all your amends and everything, but harm's done to others. Like I rob shit from people I didn't know. Yeah. So I didn't have a resentment towards that person or shit like that, but I harmed them and I'm going to owe them an amends. So it's harm done to others. And then we're seeing it specifically in the pursuit and the real sexual be uh, arena. Yeah, because there's so much meaning in that arena, we can get to see the patterns of how in the pursuit of what we want, we harm people. Yeah. 
Yeah. Okay. So that's okay. how I how I was shown it because a lot of times when if you go back to your inventory and that's all you use to get out what you need to for your amends and shit, there's something missing there because I did a lot of miscellaneous behavior that yeah there was fear but not concerning the person but there was I had no resentment towards them and shit like that I just wanted something so I went and did it yeah and I hurt them so I I have to go to that store and you know say hey listen I robbed your store and I'm sorry for whatever thing and it's because and I'm in a program of recovery and that's what's causing me to be here to tell you what happened yeah so yeah that's how I was taught how to do it yeah okay so it's like a preview and then we could run it through those questions yes yeah and then the inventory process the sex has got a different intention right it's five columns because you want to see what you could have done instead yeah because mm-hmm. the inventory of the sex thing has uh it's attempting to sort of uh and it's not just sex it's relationships yeah uh, to set a new ideal of how we would like to see ourselves in relation. So, and if you're willing to grow towards that, that grace of the higher power will be there. So the image, the sexual inventory has a different, has a, another intention than the other two inventories. Yeah. So it has a fifth column. So you go first column, you know, Wendy, uh, why um, she left me. And then what did it, what did that affect? It affected all my like material security because Wendy was rich and I'm not, and, you know, my sexual ambitions because I won't sleep with her again and I won't sleep with the maid anymore, you know, and all this stuff. And then you would get to the, so that would be the, and then you see your role in things. Hey, I was selfish, self-seeking. I don't even like Wendy really. I just like the house and the car and shit like that. Yeah. So then stuff becomes revealed. And then not, and I don't stop there at the fourth step. I go to a fifth column and I say, well, what could I have done instead? Well, maybe if I called someone up before uh, whatever, then I, maybe this wouldn't have happened and all this shit. Yeah. So you want to create, you're attempting to sort of open yourself up to a new ideal concerning relationships. So, yeah, they have different flavors, you know, like to me, the resentment is sort of like, the outside is threatening me, yeah? The fear actually comes from having an agenda. So sometimes in the fear, you don't have any second column. You're super afraid, but you don't really even know why. It's like you're afraid to be destitute, but you're actually okay right now. But you're living in a fear of destitution because it's not based on what's happening. It's based on what the head thinks is going to happen. So it's afraid of its future material security and it keeps projecting that fear into today. Yeah. So you can see the fear comes from the agenda. The resentment seems to threaten the agenda and self is sitting on the top of the agenda running it. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? In other words, our life has been taken over and we're not running it. Self is running it. Self is telling, see, and when I did the sexual inventory, it was funny. My acting out and sex had nothing to do with sex. It had to do with self-esteem completely. Yeah. I was feeling so shitty about my life that the only way I could convince myself I was somewhat okay was if a pretty woman would allow me to 
go horizontal with it. Yeah. That would, I could convince myself for that day or that night or for the next few days that I was okay because she thinks I'm okay. But then she would fail and I'd have to go out and find another affirmation of this fucking propped up okayness. I mean, it was, an, it was, an, it was slavery once again. I didn't want to be out every fucking night, but I wanted good, I wanted self-esteem. So I had to do it. Yeah. So a lot of the, the inventory reveals the machinations of self, its intentions, because its manifestations are going to be what are going to be around the topic self takes to be important. So in other words, a lot of my resentments is about my face, pride, how people view me, shit like that. Basically, when I got an AA, they said, you know, you got to be willing to save your ass instead of your face. At that, at that state, I thought my face was my ass. I had an image I was trying to protect and promote at all costs. It was, it was, you cannot believe how proud you can be as a cocaine addict. You can. I never tweak. I go on 10-day runs. These people are amateurs. I mean, it's the same as if you were in a big business. The same shit happens, yeah? So this stuff starts getting revealed. So now you see, oh, so selfing, this disease, really is very touchy about the image, yeah? So that's where all the resentments are and the anxieties and where I act out. Yeah. Yeah. You see, so you'll know the tree by its fruits. So you see the fruits or the manifestation of self and it leads you to the tree of self, not your tree, the tree of self. Mm -hmm. And this is the whole point about the turning one's will life over to the care of something else. Instead of self sitting on top of the agenda and running it higher power on top of the agenda. Therefore, the behaviors that get exhibited by you are completely different because of the managerial team. That's completely. That's the perhaps there's the better way. Trusting something infinite is like the higher powers now running the whole agenda instead of trusting a finite self when that was the previous managerial team. Yeah? This is how we recognize it, by doing the inventory and then sharing it with someone else and then seeing the highlights of the pattern of how we've been defeated so that hopefully, hopefully, yeah, it will uh, <laughs> make the new managerial team a lot more uh, attractive. And then you've been warned that self is going to be, is going to claim to be the one that's in recovery. You start recognizing the parasite in the rooms of the solution. And then uh, uh, you do step six and seven every time you notice its little activities are starting to occur. That higher power reconfigures it or removes it, and then there you go. And so now, the basically, uh, the infection has been drawn out of you, yes? And the, and the pathogens have been uh, gradually or quickly are being drawn out of you by the way of life of AA, yeah? And more gets revealed, and that's what gets revealed to me is usually about what I'm not. And so I just keep doing six and seven, asking that power to remove what I'm not out of me. Yeah. So I can be of maximum use to myself and others. That's the whole point. Yeah. But first, you got to see you're not that, which is the disease. <laughs> you're not. Or 
you'll be fighting to keep it in place even while you're in recovery. Mm. Yeah. Okay. That's why I felt that it was so important to, I, to entertain and I see this was shown to me. That's all. It was like a sudden flash. I saw the word self and I saw it from a distance and I realized I'm not that. I had a finally, I had a feeling of real integrity of what I am by recognizing what I'm not. I did. And from that point on, everything has changed. <clears throat> and that basic premise of self is foreign to me hasn't been altered by any revelations. It's been reinforced by revelations that I'm not that. Yeah. So basically, I've been given a little platform in recovery and I'm just sharing it because uh, I think there's a lot of extra weight that we're carrying that could be jettisoned off if we recognized it wasn't us. And that higher power has the ability to jettison it off. We can't, but it can. Yeah. And if, you know, if you have that constant realization that something is doing for you that what you can't do for yourself, just keep expanding on what you can't do for yourself. And that principle will keep working. Yeah. Yeah. So this is what, you know, I saw it as something different in me. I don't believe alcoholism is the root of the problem. I believe alcoholism is an amplifier of the root of the problem. I think self is the root of the problem. I think obsessions with self, which is all day usually, is used to reinforce the identification of self. That's their only purpose. Because you'll obsess over the littlest thing or the biggest thing. It doesn't matter how critical it is in your life. Obsession just keeps happening because it's being used to reinforce the identification as it. That's how it keeps itself. That's how the skin keeps itself adhered to the snake. It keeps fucking gluing itself back all day. Yeah. But there's a freedom. I don't want to go into the snake and skin story. I think you've heard it. Yes. So yeah. Yeah. So the skin is like self trying to glue itself back to the snake all day through the narrative, through the obsessiveness, through the constant uh, of thoughts that somehow have a lot to do with you. Yeah. So perhaps there's that better way. That's what we're hopefully on. Yeah. It doesn't mean that goes with you. Self gets left, self weakens as you move towards the infinite. It doesn't strengthen. As you move back to self, it strengthens. As you move away from it, it weakens. Yeah. You lose interest in it, like it says, and you gain interest in others. That's just not a random event. That's the beginning of the process of recovery is a loss of interest in self, a continued loss of interest in self, and a gaining interest in others. And others aren't just people. Others is you and everything else. So now you're awake at the exact moment you're awake. Yeah, you're here now, exactly now. Yeah. <laughs> and it can sort of get, you, 
it can, it can stabilize, really. Yeah, the solution can stabilize. And then the constant feeling like you're under threat or under a siege is removed, yeah. The problem doesn't exist for you anymore. And you know what the shame of that is? Because of the addiction to time and you're thinking it may not be the case tomorrow, you don't really enjoy that the problem doesn't exist for you anymore. That's the real shame of the bondage of self. You're free from it, and yet you're still afraid of it. It just <laughs> puts, it puts me out. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. So there's a, you know, there's a solution. It can go, you know, it, it can solve your problem of acting out at picnics. Maybe that's all you want, and that's fine. The rest of your life, you're never going to flip out at it for at another picnic. Fantastic, you know? Maybe you'll have a, instead of a three-month relationship, you'll have a year relationship. That's all you wanted, far out. That can occur in AA also. It just matters what's going on, you know? I didn't want to be, uh, I never knew what normal was. I don't want to be reestablished in normal, if normal is slavery. I don't, you know? I don't. I'd like to find out what's going on. Yeah, because it seems like it's way off. And I want to, so if it's way off, uh, yet what I'm looking for is actually available right now. Well, let's see what's sort of causing the way offness. Yeah, and I would just say it's a lot of mental static rooted in the identification itself, because the only reason why we keep listening to it is it's because it's about us. Really. I don't, wouldn't listen to this shit if it was framed as Stanley. I wouldn't, unless I was Stanley. I wouldn't. I would not listen to it more than a few minutes. Yeah, so I've been listening, you know, 60 years of listening to it implies there's, certain, there's something there. There's a bondage because the failed system has revealed itself as failed, yet there's still reliance on it, which is mind-boggling. You know, it's like we're resuscitating a dead horse. We buy it a new saddle. We groom it. It's a fucking dead horse. You know, <laughs> get up. A new, an alive horse will show up. Yeah. <laughs> In Zen, they would call it, you know, putting lipstick on a pig and legs on a snake. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. Thanks to see you. Nice to see you, honey. Thank you. Yeah. Thanks a lot for your question, Mika. I appreciate that. Thanks a lot, Paul. We have uh, two more coming. Uh, see if we can get to both of them. Beatrice is up next. Beatrice, I'm going to... Beatrice. There you go. Yeah. Hi, everybody. Good evening. Good morning, hey. whatever it is where you're at. Hi. Good to see everybody. Thanks, everyone, for, for chairing, co-hosting this meeting. And thank you, Paul. I just, um, just wanted to comment on what you talked about, uh, Paul, earlier about this parasitic movement and, and how it affects us and how it manifests. And for me, you know, when I could understand and realize, and it was a realization, um, that self-manifested in resentment that I was carrying for a very long time, um, which eventually I understood was a fear. And when I had that light bulb moment, and I believe I shared this with you before, where the, uh, I recognize it as, as false evidence appearing real. 
And when you have that understanding or, or that recognition or that um, finding out, you know, those two things, seeing it from a, uh, from back or somewhere, if you know what I mean, um, it was a head turner for me. And I was able to see what I was holding on to for so long that I couldn't unload because I was calling it my resentment. It was just that simple. I had done a fit step with my sponsor, very thorough, but it wasn't until I had that light bulb moment that I could see that it was manifested because I was calling it my, mine. And it was mine. It was the parasitic movement that was going off in my head. Um, but I find it really interesting that having that understanding and recognition that when I do 10 steps with girls, I can see that self manifesting in them. And, and I try to have that, have them understand that they're in their head and it's their head talking to them. And I invite them to this talks because I think it would help them a lot. Having said all that, this fear that we talk about, this, 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 which just consumes some of us. I loved in the big book, and maybe you can tell me why he says this. I think I know why. But when he talks on page 68, middle of, we ask him to remove our fears and direct our attention to what he would have us be. I love that line. Not do what he'd have us be. And I always say to girls, what do you think God wants you to be? And I think God wants us to be happy, joyous, and free. And I think if we, you know, we can recognize that and understand what it is that's driving us and that the self is just that, it's just that. It's just three pages, 60 to 63 is all about self. That's the problem. So anyway, sorry, didn't mean to go on a tangent. Thanks, guys. Thank you, Beatrice. Uh, that was nice. I'll be going to Beatrice's uh, reflections on the 12th step. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> exactly. That's uh, Beatrice is a beautiful share about seeing what you used to look from. Yeah, it's a beautiful, to me, I like to use it as an aperture opening up on a camera. Yeah, so there's the aperture obviously defines the amount of vision or the amount of uh, view of the camera. And for some of us, we think uh, that the aperture of self-centeredness is unmovable. It's, that's, the, that's it, that's the aperture, but it isn't. It's just an aperture. It can be, now the, ap the identification as the camera can change the aperture, yeah? But that, the idea of a higher power can change the aperture. And you have the ability to see what you used to look from. You do. It's very obvious. And that's what AA is, really. A lot of it is, you know, first you, you're on a consequential level. You don't know what the fuck's going on. You keep getting arrested or shit keeps happening because you're out to lunch, yeah? Then stuff gets revealed. And so, uh, so did me. I used the hallway of shit and fans, whereas at one point you recognize all the strategies to make it through the hallway of shit and fans, you realize your role in the hallway and shit and fans that the shit and the fans don't go off until you enter the hallway. Like you, you are the initiator of the shit and fans <laughs> in a sense. And therefore you start taking 
quote unquote responsibility with the hopes, I hope there'll be a further state, a step, which is you'll finally take responsibility for what you didn't want to take responsibility for, that you're an alcoholic or you're, you're an asshole or whatever. And then by doing that, it doesn't stop there. It leads to recognizing you, you are not that, yeah? <laughs> you aren't that that you just own responsibility for. So then you move into accountability, but you're free from the responsibility. It's beautiful. And these are all just aperture movements, yeah, which the higher power will orchestrate. And hopefully, when they seem to get more panoramic and larger, the appropriate response is the camera is honoring it in gratitude, yeah? The camera had nothing to do with it, it's obvious, yeah? But something has, and so, the can, the, but the camera can be appreciative, can be grateful, it can honor it, and therefore that's its level. So that's what happens with me, yeah? But don't, self-centeredness, see the aperture of self-centeredness talks to us and tells, you, tells us that's the only aperture. <laughs> And it's a funny thing because when you have a change of aperture, that programming will travel to the next aperture and claim that aperture. <laughs> this is what happens. People don't see, maybe they do, hopefully, they don't see the self is twofold in a way. Yeah. While hidden, doing its thing, Maybe life finally, you enter recovery, and then the self that was defeated you becomes objectified. But now the claiming of, of the seeing of that self has been claimed by selfing also. So now you're stuck as the policeman, you know, watching the thief, where before you were just a thief with no one watching at all. So it sounds like an improvement, but it really sucks, you know, with the policeman hovering over the thief all day without any understanding. So that is captured by the statement, self can't get out of self. Now, very, not that many people get to that second stage of self. Yeah. But it is there. And that's where certain conditions stabilize. They do. Yeah. Like the problem doesn't exist for you, stabilizes when the problem doesn't exist as you. Yeah that's when it starts getting stable. Yeah. And uh, so, but this is just, let's first recognize that maybe this thing we're taking ourselves to be isn't true, that it's manufactured and it's manufactured by the same factory that's manufacturing misery. Yeah. You're not the, fa you're the factory, but you're not the one who's controlling the output. Yeah. Selfing is so. Yeah. Change the managerial team and you'll change the factory's product. You will. Yeah. Trying to change the product under the same managerial team won't work. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks, Beatrice, for your reflection and Paul. Appreciate it. Do you, do you want to, Paul, do you want um, one more question or how are we doing on time? Yeah, one more question. I guess, yeah. All right. Then Where am I going to go? We're under, we're in a pandemic here and then we have terrible fires. <laughs> the air quality isn't that great where I live, so. <laughs>
but I am going to go out. Yeah. All right. The next question is from Kyla Reeve. I'm going to ask you to unmute yourself. You can ask your question. It's not a question. I just wanted to let him know that his speech was very great. Um, I could relate to it a lot. And um, I thank you for being here and actually um, sharing your experience and how recovery has helped your life. And with that, I'll pass. Well, thank you. Thanks. Thanks, Kyla. There's uh, another question. We can do it. If not, that's fine. Did, did you, I'm sorry. Did you want one more question or no? Yeah. I don't want one, but if there is one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to take that as uh, oh. yes. Uh, one last question we have from Teresa H. And y'all can be mad at me for allowing this, but I think it's going to be a good question. All right. Okay, if you want to unmute yourself, Teresa, and ask your question. Sorry. That's okay. The share content, it says only the um, host can do that. Is there any way that we can get the content of what this uh, hour? Uh, when we, yes, there is. Uh, you can go to zenbitchslap.com, and in a little bit, it'll be reposted. Uh, or you can also go to the Facebook site. I don't actually have that Facebook site in front of me to read it to you, but the Facebook site, if somebody else wants to check it's in. At, um, the, the Facebook page is AA Zoom's Global List, and it's on there. Or like uh, Kaiser says, it's at um, Zen Bitch. It'll be there very soon, I would imagine. Hey, is that right, Mike? <clears throat> Mike says yes. Great. Okay. Yeah, and it's really important because a lot of the times I can't fully – hear everything that's coming in and I like to replay them and, and see what's going on. So thank so you. The re it's on it's on Facebook or you can get it on what was the other website? USA Zen Zen no. except, uh, Paul's website is zenbitchslap.com and uh, that's where you can get all these all these videos there and they're amazing. Get a troll right back Zenbitchslap.com. Okay. All okay. right. You had one already today. I've had two. <laughs> That's a... <laughs> yeah. Is that it? Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah. yeah. There's one more question, then we can get in, I guess. Uh, okay. We are gonna go over to Jack G. He was next in line. Let me find you, Jack. I kind of lowered your hand here. He's out walking, isn't he? Okay, Jack G. Here you go. Last question. I asked you to, there you go. Am I on mute? Okay, good. Hey, man. Hi. Hey, everybody. Hey, Dave. Hey, man. Good, to see, good to see you, Kaiser. You're, uh, you're towing your weight around here. <laughs> yeah, doing a good I job. Like yeah. I'm out of a job. Um, Paul, I, it's, it's great to see you, Paul. Um, I don't know if it's so much a question, but uh, it's just more... Um, uh, words to back up what you're saying, not that you need it. But in the uh, sixth step, it talks about uh, character defects. In uh, Buddhism, they call them mental afflictions. And uh, in, in other places, they call them sins. Um, but, it, but, but the sixth step says that 
they, meaning the character defects, subtly, blindfully drive us. And when I read that, when I see those words, subtle and blindfully drive us, um, it really gives an understanding to the responsibility and the um, accountability. Accountability. Yeah. So I know I know you've already really talked about it, but um, I don't know. I just uh, that kept popping into my head that 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 uh, sentence in step six. So, and it does say they. Yeah. Uh-huh. It doesn't say, yes. you know, it doesn't say ours. It says they. So. Yes. Thank you for uh, thank you for everything. Thank you, Jack. Yeah, the the thing that a lot of people are afraid of is that if they don't take responsibility, uh, that's a big boo boo. This isn't not taking responsibility. It's taking responsibility and then leading to accountability. Yeah. It's not taking responsibility and then living a life still being responsible for that behavior that you've made amends for and everything else. It's responsibility because the thing is, in a weird way, being the center of the universe, you're thinking you're responsible for everything on one level. Yeah. And there's a, a famous download called, called The Course of Miracles. And in that download, they talk about the original guilt in a way is the idea that we separated from God. Yeah. And our, our authenticating that fact is this whole event here. Yeah. So I found when I was young, you know, uh, I had a great example of it when I was about six years old, my, my father got very ill. And so my mother sat me down and talked to me about it and talk to me about things were going to change. Like my father wasn't going to be able to play with me in the field and shit like that. And they brought the doctor, a family doctor, and he told me, and you know, I could understand what they were saying, but the real emotional translation was, what did I do to cause my father not to want to play with me anymore? Yeah. This is coming from self-centeredness, obviously. Yes. This is, this is that, that's the, what we're blind to. We're not aware of that. So really, a lot of my behavior, drinking and using, was trying to get out of being responsible for everything in a weird way. Then I come into recovery, and they want me to be responsible, and my whole life was trying to avoid responsibility. And so, yeah, the first step to accountability is responsibility. If you can't jump from no, you know, trying to deny responsibility to respond to accountability because that could be used as another way of denying responsibility. Yeah. So no, we own everything. Yeah, we're responsible. Like when in Rome, do as the Romans do. All right, I, yes, yes. But it doesn't stop there. It leads to you seeing that what did through you, what you wouldn't do by yourself, wasn't you. Yeah. So now there's another phase called accountability, where you have been responsible, you made the amends, you did everything. Yeah. And now, but you're not going to be beholden to that any longer, 
because truthfully, you've seen that something did through you what you wouldn't have done by yourself. You've seen that you've been taken over, yeah? So this isn't sort of like, all right, totally super responsible everything, I'm gonna try to avoid responsible forever and then just jump to accountability. No, you become responsible for alcoholism, which leads to realizing you're not that. And then you're in a state of accountability, which is different. But it's not a leapfrog from first being responsible. This is the process of recovery, yeah? And every people that are afraid of this idea that it wasn't you, because that would mean, oh, I'm just skirting responsibility. Well, no, you haven't. If you've done the ninth step and you did all this shit, you didn't skirt responsibility. You finally actually showed up for responsibility. And when showing up, you found out you see, while I was trying to make shit unreal, it was as real as real can be. When I finally got into recovery and I let all that shit I was trying to make unreal be as real as real could be, it showed me it wasn't real. But I can't jump to it isn't real until it shows me it isn't real. I have to be responsible and then it leads to accountability. So this isn't like a get out of jail free card. It re it's realizing <laughs> it's a whole, I just, Oh, I just hate this. The disease just drives me crazy. It, fight, it, it wants to forget the whole forest by a tree. It wants to get totally fixated on a tree and miss the whole fucking picture. Man, it's very myopic. It's a very myopic little view. So, yeah, we're not preaching non-responsibility. We're preaching accountability by recognizing what... If you don't see this thing is, is foreign, you're gonna try to be free as it. You're gonna try to rehabilitate it. You're gonna try to civilize it. You know what I mean? How much effort and time is gonna go into something? And it's like the old story with the lady who's, who saved the snake and put it into a little shoebox and made a comforter around it and fed it with a little eardropper, eyedroppers. And then it's, she's walking around with it as it got a little better and it bites her. And she's totally surprised. And she looks at it and goes, Mr. Snake, why did you bite me? I've been so nice to you and this and that. Hey, I'm a snake. Yeah. <laughs> it's a parasite. It's a foreign fucking thing. It doesn't give a shit about you. <laughs> You're an opportunity. And it's taking incredible advantage of that opportunity. Wake up. Yeah. Mm. All right, so that's it, I think, eh? Wonderful. All right, thanks everybody for coming um, and let me participate in this really important. Uh, we, we're gonna be doing this again next Thursday, same time. And uh, also check out zenbitchlap.com where you can get a, a replay of this video or audio and also on uh, aaglobalists.zoom, I think, or something. Anyway, I want to say I want to yeah. say goodbye to everyone though too. Oh wanna, yeah, yeah, of course. Sorry, thanks, Paul. I forget that. I want to say Chris there, Chris Cole, Jono from uh, the United Kingdom. We got Mike. We got Rob Farr, who's never too far. We got Paul with the T-shirt. <laughs> yes. 
I think I got you beat today, bro. I don't know. Maybe we'll have to have a certain uh, a voting system. All right, we got Jack G. Thank you, Jack. Good to see you. We got nine 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 four four two seven two. Jim and Trish. We got uh, let's see, Beth from North Carolina. Nice to see you, Beth. We got Therese. We got Michael. Nice to see you, Beatrice. We got uh, Lynn from California. She's in the same boat I am, I think. All right. We got Leah. Nice to see you, Leah. Hey, Leah. We got Julie. You doing all right, Julie? There? Good, good. Very good. Michael, my main, my main man, Michael Stacy. Uh, Mickey, she's always here. Fantastic foundation. James always throws me softballs. Thank you. Appreciate it. <laughs> David, we got Sonny. Sonny, nice to see you. Karen, we got Mika. Thank you for the, the uh, little talk we had. We got, uh, let's see, my eyes. Ann, nice to see you, Ann, over there. We got Kylie there. Nice to see you, honey. Reeve. We got Dennis. Malcolm, thanks again for all the support, Malcolm. Appreciate it. We got Jackie. Jackie's uh, she's she's uh, flashing it today with the hat. There you go. Pretty cool. We got Marianne. Nice to see you, Marianne. We got Daz. Daz fell asleep late or a he little did. while ago. He That's did. the best way to get the message. <laughs> through the uh, yes, through the ass. We got Steve. We got uh, Malcolm again. Just appeared the same page. And uh, all right, and uh, some anonymous folks, they know who they aren't. So, all right, thanks everybody. I really appreciate it. I hope to see you tomorrow night. We do something on another topic, non-duality, and then Thursday back to recovery. I can't tell the difference really, but, uh, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> but uh, whatever. <laughs> Thanks again. And I think that the room will stay open for a little while. I'm going to take off. I appreciate everyone. Thank you. Thank All you, Paul. Right. Cheers, Paul. Yeah, thanks. Hey, thanks, Dave. I'm no gonna, worries, Don't Dave. Let me know. I'm going to have to get over your not being here when you take off. So I yeah. think Kaiser's done an amazing job. I think I'm going to be out of a job, mate. He's been awesome. He's done an amazing job, but I'm very loyal. So don't worry. That's good. Yeah, that's fine. Thank you very much. Good. See you, see you on Thursday. Yeah, see you then, guys. Thanks. Yeah, no worries. Thanks, Paul. Um, all right, the room's going to stay open a little bit. I'm going to allow you guys to uh, hang out for a little bit. Any questions? Uh, let's see. We can unmute, allow participants to unmute themselves. There you go. So, all good? Yeah, great all job, Kaiser. It wasn't that good, James. Thank you. It wasn't that good. Yeah. Way better than David. Whoa. I mean, good job. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Let's not go overboard now, okay? Come on. I think he did a good job, man. He was amazing. Not it was as easy as he made. It's not as easy as he made it look. That's all I got. Um, Mike, can you stop recording? Are you able to do that? Are you there, Mike? He's gone. Is there any way to stop the? Uh, um, is he? Is he still there? I think he's going to get him. Ah, uh, so uh, there's no way I can do it. I don't think. Just to let you know, guys, this is still being recorded until... Oh, hold on. I'm going to... 
with dual co-host position. That might be. Right. You guys don't have to worry about the recording because I'll I'll trim it. I'll cut out the. Yeah, I think I it's just now, mate. Do you want to? Uh, I can't there? stop that on my other computer because the mouse is dead. Oh, that's right. Okay. Oh, your mouse is dead. Okay. But I'll but I'll cut out everything after he left. So don't worry about it. Okay. No worries. So, um, Daz, are you still there? Yeah, I'm here. Are you okay, are you okay Daz? <laughs> yeah. You sure you're all right? Yeah, I've just been making something to eat. I'm just going to go into, I'm just going to let everyone talk for a bit. I just need to have a chat with Lebowski, Daz, and, oh, well, okay, so Kaiser, so next week, um, next week, if you do Tuesday and Thursday, then Lebowski would probably co-host with you on Tuesday, yeah. and uh, I'll be there anyway, probably on my phone, though, and uh, Daz will do Thursday with you, if that's all right. Are you, is Lebowski and Daz okay with that? Uh, I'm not sure, because, um, yes. <laughs> sure. Sorry. Yeah, I, I can I can do the commitment. Uh, absolutely, you guys. I do let you, have to let. You, oh, go ahead. No, it's fine. I do have to let you know that I have a, a family member that's on hospice and life. Sometimes I, I don't know. I, I I can commit to that. Um, there there could be something that happens, so I would love to have a contact just in case something happens. And are we are we WhatsApp? Are we contact? Are we in contact in WhatsApp? I think I think so. Yeah, I'm on WhatsApp. Yeah. And your WhatsApp, and, and we we'll make a little. Uh, we'll make a group. Uh, yeah, Dave. All. My concern about that is that I'm doing the beginners on Tuesday, so it might be um, hard for me to do both of them. Well, we'll be finished by now, so you'll have an hour and a half. Right, but then there's this working? other stuff going on, um, you know. Oh, okay. All right. Well, I'll be there. I'll be there on the. I'll be there on the phone. I'll. I'll do something. I'll take my laptop. I, I, I certainly would be there to help in any way. I'll be I fine, can. Lebowski. Don't you worry about me. I'll be fine. I worry about you, Dave. No, I don't want you to worry about. Me. Don't you worry about. Me. I'm alright. No. I worry about you most of no. all. Yeah. <laughs> Self-centeredness. That was just the cause, root of our problem, wasn't it? Yeah. Toxo is my new favorite name for the parasite. I've seen that. James is being driven by Toxo. Yeah. Hey, Jackie, I haven't uh, said hello to you. How are you doing? I like the hat. Thanks. It's lovely, is that? I'm a, I'm a mechanic, so that's why I have to keep putting my mask on. Take it off. Put it on. But you know what I wanted to ask? I was listening to one of the and someone spoke about a uh, 12-step, I guess he explains it on a video or something. Do you, are you, I have emailed you, Mike, but I know you're very busy. I'll so post the link to his YouTube channel here in the, uh, in the chat section for you. But it was the specific one that they were talking about where he goes over the 12 steps. I, I replied to her, I think, already. Oh, I forgot to paste it. No, I, I forgot to send the email. Okay, because I think it was on the July 7, 2020 video that it was spoken about. I might have forgotten to hit send on the email. I mean, it's, if you just Google Paul, I mean, if you put in header in uh, YouTube, Paul Hederman and give two, because that's a play on take two, there, I put it in chat. That will show you that video. Oh, okay. 
All right. Did you, oh, Lord, yeah, at, the, at that link I pasted in there is his YouTube channel. You can find all of his stuff there. It's great. But the Give Two will right, specifically a, find that one video. Okay, so let's do that again. I just found my pen. YouTube, Paul Hederman, and then what? Give Two. So instead of Take Two, it's Give Two. Hello? Can you hear me? A little bit. Can you hear me? A little bit. Uh-oh. What happened? I can hear you. So it's a little, little shaky, but you're okay. All right, let me take this off, mate. Here you go. That's better. Hello? Hi, Jackie. Yeah, you said YouTube and then what to get to that specific? Paul Hederman, his name, and then right. give give to. Instead of take to, it's give to. Give. G-I-B-E or G-I-F-T? Uh, G-I-V-E. The number two or T-O-O? And the number two, T-W-O. Oh, give to. Okay. Thank you. You're welcome. Thanks, Jackie. I'm going to check that out myself. I've, I've listened to that, but that, that's... Yeah, it sounded very interesting. I'm getting it slowly but surely. Yeah, me too. Me too. <laughs> All right. Y'all have a beautiful day. Thank you. You too. So Jackie, did you, did you read his book on um, Escape to Everywhere? No, what happened? I uh, ordered it. I can't. Oh, good. Anyway, I ordered it. Okay. In that book, you'll find a lot of relief. A lot. Okay. I, yeah, I heard you on one, you too. I tell you, I really appreciate you all. I really do. Because the more I listen, and I heard some of, what's your name again? Oh, Julie. Julie. Yeah, a lot of. Uh, questions, your inquiries, I could really relate to and I, I get a lot of answers because of your inquiries. So I oh, really thank you. Tell you how much I appreciate your input and you asking questions. Thank you very much. Thank you. Thanks, Jack. Yeah, but I'm waiting for the book to come in the mail. I ordered a couple of them. So I'm just waiting. I just, I just even, I bought them on Kindle and, um, and I'm reading it like over and over again. And I guess the right word to be used for me today is, um, yeah, he's only got, he's only got three that I'm aware of. But which one is the one that you just mentioned? Because I believe that's um, one of them I ordered. It's, it's, I think this is the first one. Um, I think this is the first one is the escape to everywhere. Or no, arrest might have been the first one. The second one is escape to everywhere. It's got a little bird on it. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's the one you're talking about? Yeah. And remember this, like he said in the book, um, we often... We often look and feel as if we're the soup in a bowl, but we forget that we're the bowl as well. Do you know what I mean? So our emotions and our feelings get yeah. stirred up and we kind of lose ourselves in the content of our life, but we lose the context. Right. 
right? And mm -hmm. something that helped yeah. me this week was um, the word seeing. So when we talk about selfing, it's like we've taken mm -hmm. this noun that comes after the verb, and now we take it to be before the verb, and now we become, mm -hmm. I'm the seer, I'm the taster, I'm the feeler, I'm the walker, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. A noun can't do right. anything. A noun's a noun, right? right? So that, to me, was the seer became the most important thing, was like seeing. You know, you're actually just seeing. Mm -hmm. That's all they're happening, seeing, tasting, feeling. So there's no I in it. Mm -hmm. Right. Wow. Again. Thanks. Anyway, that that was just what helped me this week. That's yeah. Well, I appreciate y'all. Thank you. Thanks, Chucky. I have tons of questions, but I'll keep coming back, as they say. Keep coming back. Thanks a lot, Julie. I've been listening, and it helped oh. me there, right, right, for Thank sure. Thank you, Kaiser. Thanks, Jackie. But, uh, sorry, Kaiser, I missed what you had to say. Sorry. Oh no, no, I was just saying thanks a lot for sharing that that experience and stuff. I'm I'm absorbing all of this myself. It's, and I, um, I'm totally there with you about uh, what you shared because I, I had a uh, difficult stuff come up come about and not owning it and forgiving myself and it's just it's a it's a trip and it happens automatically a lot to me not, yeah and and you don't want to uh, well I'm not okay so I think it always keeps going back to that seeing that's mm -hmm. what I feel right and so mm -hmm. even when Paul was talking about responsibility and accountability responsibility is almost like uh, some sort of a time time framework right but accountability is present to me. Hmm. Okay, it's done. Let's move it. Let's get it done. Let's face it. Let's whatever we need to do. We need to move through this. Right? That's a very and astute uh, differentiation. I, I like that. I, I didn't think about that. It's just, yeah. well, it just, that's what it appeared to me as, right? Because everything's really happening when we look at it. And to sit there and make too many pieces of a fabric that we have to take ownership of to fix is kind of a hard thing to do. You know what I mean? So this is where he says, give it to the infinite, right? Or recognize what you can't do and give it, um, you know how we, uh, you know how he said that today, like, you know, recognize what you can't do and the higher power is there to do it for you to trust in that infinite, trust in that higher power. Yeah. Yeah. That was, that was huge for me. Yeah. That whole, that whole I in the noun and before the horse, before the horse, before the cart. So um, for me, it's the other way, you know, for me, it's coming out from layers of, um, um, what do you call it? I have to see the self the same way everyone else does. Like you said, we're no different. But my, my experience in life was to not protect myself against somebody else saying I'm wrong. 
and trying to figure out every avenue to make sure that didn't happen. <laughs> and it's sad. But anyway, do you know what I mean? It's the same sort of an addiction, just the other way. So. I totally do. I totally do. Um, David or Mike, are you guys still here? Because I have to get taking off here at two. Maybe I can make somebody else the co-host. Julie, do you want to stay around, be a co-host and keep this going? Or what do you think? Um, I'm happy to do that. It doesn't seem like anybody's actually here. Or are they? And I don't actually have the power to do that. Uh, Suzanne, oh, okay. are you still here? Uh, Randy, are you guys here? Seems like we're all quiet here. If that's the case, I'm about ready to end this session, unless anybody wants okay. to. Is everybody okay? Oh, hey, Sonny. Yep. Hey, I was just listening. I, um, I really enjoyed uh, the conversation you, you two had, uh, Kayser and Julie. Yeah, I, um, Paul's, uh, you know, Paul's message about uh, not taking ownership, right, or the authorship of whatever is happening, whether it's, uh, you know, doing or thinking or. You know what I say, Sonny? It's like something else, because you know when he says aperture, okay, that's a new word for me, right? And I thought to me, okay, well, I could actually use that this week. And the picture I got was that everything is consciousness. Nothing can be separate from consciousness. Everything is consciousness, right? So any of our problems are really separate from consciousness. And we're coming from the problem angle, which he's always said come from the solution and there's no problem or it's just activity. But what I saw was consciousness and then the self comes in trying to fix things. It's totally separate. It's not going to do anything. You're just going to create more problems. So I still have a lot of work to see that in myself, you know, to see the selfing as that self. But today was a good picture of that consciousness. And then the self comes in and tries to fix it like some sort of, you know, a real fictional character, you know, like it's nothing but a thought, you know, um, yeah. oh, I'll fix well, this. Well, it seems like, you know, in the beginning, in the beginning, when we come to it, and I know Kaiser, you'll relate to this, right? Because we sort of all, when we come to it, uh, you know, it seems like it's just made up stuff that seems to be kind of, okay, it's there and it seems to work, but it doesn't seem real. It's made up, meaning that, you know, that we are not real, that Sunny doesn't exist. What do you mean Sunny doesn't exist? That Sunny is a figment, right? But there's so much scientific truth to that actually, right? And there's so much correlation with quantum physics that's coming up and even something that, <clears throat> you know, that uh, Paul brought up today on parasites. There's a whole bunch of things that I'm kind of <laughs> just gotten drawn into in the past month and a half. That's why I've been missing Paul's thing. And it's, it's amazing the correlation with the parasitic movement, not just in alcoholism, but uh, in a whole other aspects of life that you know I'll probably share or ask oh, questions huge. about maybe next time but you know the it just seems so real now that by by identifying with the thought and presupposing that there's a me thought like you know if I scratch my nose and Paul talks about it right that and others talk about it as well that that 
me thinking that I'm actually deciding to scratch my nose has been proven scientifically that I, I didn't make the decision. I think yeah. I make the decision. And, and yeah. it's really seven seconds later, the thought that I'm making the decision comes in and it presupposes that there's a sunny long existing that's yeah. doing it, right? And then that's really the root of a long existing self, right? And so scientifically, yeah. even it's been proven that that's false. Of course, spiritually, that's been discussed so long. And it's just so freeing. It's just so Still. freeing because then now I can just stay in, in the witnessing, right? Or the observing or just... Yeah. Um, just being a witness to whatever is happening rather than taking blame or ownership for good stuff. So heavy. Lost, yeah. takes That's a good point on that. So, sorry, Kaiser, did you need to go? That was a good point, Kaiser. I mean, Sunny, so with the, the witness. He has a paragraph in that book that said even the thought of who you think you are is false. <laughs> Yeah, and absolutely right. Because there is no, there is no real long existing no, me. The, That's just in time, yeah. right? That's just the a, whole, the whole idea of you thinking you're a you is still a false thought. And I thought, and that's well, so freeing, right? Because then okay, there's no, well, then there's no improving just, of this self. You know, there's no. no it's like the bottom falls form. out. The bottom yeah. falls out. So I thought it was funny. So. Yeah, mm. and I like. I really like. Paul's message. I mean, it's been shared, of course, for thousands of years in other spiritual circles. But do you, do you have to? to kind of, okay, are you? Should, gotta go. It should. It should still. It still. It should still be open when I leave. And if it doesn't, I'm sorry. okay. If it doesn't, we'll see you Thursday. Okay. See you guys. Good luck. Oh, there you go, Sonny. Okay. Can Hopefully, you guys Mike hear me comes right? back too. Yeah. 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 Hopefully, Mike comes back too. We got David. And no, I was just sharing that. I think that? Paul's message being an alcoholic just and, and non-dual is so powerful because if it's just coming from pure non-duality, sometimes it doesn't seem so practical. There's no light or traveling, right? Like, uh, uh, yeah, it just seems unrealistic. So, yeah, Paul's, Paul's awesome. He really is. He's really, he's really helped me. Because I think too that um, in my way of well, of course, selfing was very um, conditioned. Even though you didn't believe who it was, you you didn't believe who you thought you were, whatever. Um, you it was harder to break through. That was that was my issue. Yeah, I mean, it's conditioning, right? And there's also, Paul also talks about the gravitational pull. So even if we see through it and we realize and we accept it, but our conditioning and our behavioral pattern, our grooves in the brain, right, are such that the gravitational pull of selfing is going to continue, right? But we just hopefully see through it quicker and quicker as we deepen into this, right? And so at the very least, we don't take, uh, we don't take, feel guilty and all that shit, you know, because of stuff that's happening outside. Well, the easier thing for me to recognize is there's just seeing. So how can That's I right. take yeah. ownership of anything? To be honest with you, the real, the truth is there is, there is no I. Yeah, the there's only no thing I. we can and do. No, and there's no I for anyone else either. <laughs> Correct. Yeah, the only thing we can do is to be a witness. Yeah. Right? That's all. And the, really, 
I mean, the only thing I feel that we have a, um, a willpower um, here, over. Here's another one. Try noticing. Stop seeking and start noticing. Because I realized today, um, at a moment of clarity, that you couldn't fix anything. You couldn't do anything. See, there's, there's nothing that you do. There's, because there's no I, how can you do anything? How can you fix anything? How can you change anything? So all you can do is notice. And maybe in that noticing, you're noticing who you really are. And, and the then noticing. the situation, and then, and then all of a sudden things work out the way they're meant to, because how could it not? There's no interference. There's no, there's no I trying to usurp. Is, is, is the only free will we have is, is where do we sort of choose to, quote unquote, choose to pay, put attention to. And we can only put yeah. either attention to whatever is happening, the outside events, or yeah. put attention to our internal, what we are. And, yeah. and and that's really the only choice we have because if we put attention to awareness, really the attention or the awareness of external, then we get bound up with external. And which yeah. Well, here was the way I saw it too. And this was a few, few months ago was I realized, well, if there's only awareness, how can you see anything without awareness? There's only awareness. <laughs> And so in my mind, I'm thinking in terms of you had to be aware in order to be anything. Do you know what I mean? So anyway, that's often I get lost in that too, but that was a helpful thing. So doing that is noticing the breath. Just Sorry, just so you know, Sunny, I just lost you there for a minute, so I didn't hear you. Just so you know. Nope, lost you again. There you are. You're back. Hello? There you are, Sonny. Yep, I finally got you. You've been sort of on a freeze frame. Yeah, looks like looks like we've been uh, freezing in and out, so I haven't been hearing you as well. So all right, I'm going to sign out here now. Um, okay. But it was nice chatting with you. Yes, absolutely, Sonny. Look forward to right. hearing from you again. <laughs>